Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast for Black Women Connects Vancouver. Girl, you know it. So I'm the founder of Black Women Connects Vancouver, which started in 2017. And Black Women Connects Vancouver is a collective of women who come to inspire, empower, and leverage our strengths and embrace our diverse experiences. It is a community where we can build meaningful relationships and celebrate the beauty of our Black womanhood. I hope that you enjoy it. everyone hi welcome back to the episode of girl you know it another episode lol um i am your host Balasa. i'm natasia and i'm l <laughs> and it's a pleasure to be here with a wonderful guest today we're talking about okay the thing that some folks feel like is a real championship game okay interracial relationships this is what we're talking about today and we have our wonderful guest okay the world renowned okay um, <laughs> i just i don't even have to do anything go ahead introduce Abby. just take it Hello, everyone. I am Abby, Abigail Chiburita. I'm here to just get in on this conversation, and I'm excited. Boom. Bam, bam, bam. Um, do you feel like I am correct in saying that? Well, I don't know what your experience is in, and I feel like maybe we should put a disclaimer. I've dated interracially before. Natasia, you have, right? Al, have you? Uh, situationships? Situationally, okay, cool. And then Abby, you have, right? Yes, I have. Okay, cool. So we've all been in the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> Do you feel like it is an Olympic thing? Because I've had a lot of folks, even in my family, friends, close group, who are like, girl, you are doing the championship games because that is a wild ride. Do you feel the same way or have people expressed the same sentiment? definitely express that sentiment of like I couldn't do it I don't know how you do it type of thing but no I I don't feel like certain moments certain times there's challenges of course in any relationship there's challenges but um yeah I would say very similar to you in your experience cool Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll ask you the first question. What do you think of the term interracial dating? Do you feel like it encapsulates the dynamics of what it really means to be in an interracial relationship? Because also when I think about or I see the word interracial relationship, I'm like, this is talking about black and white people dating. And I feel like a lot of the time that's what is the representation, but interracial dates could look all different but for you when you think of that word what comes up all of my relationships <laughs> uh, because majority of my relationships have been with somebody who's a different race than I am um, the most prominent one was when I was dating a Korean man so that people would look at us and be like interracial you know two races together so yeah I with that term um, I don't go into my relationships thinking about that term. Um, it's more as when people come and talk about, oh, how do you like navigate his family or my, or how does he navigate with your family? That type of thing. So, but I don't look at it as our label, you know, mm -hmm. my label for the relationship. So, yeah. Do you think that it also affected, um, I guess we all kind of grew up in white suburbia areas. Um, Lessa, obviously like your experience has been like both, but do you feel that it was a surrounding that kind of was like, okay, well, I'm gonna date interracially because this is kind of the race I'm around. Or did you actually were like, okay, I find them attractive or like, I wanna date a different race. Like what was it for you? Do you feel like was the first kind of like, I'm just gonna date interracially because you know, whatever. Or was it actually like my desire interracially? Because there are both. Mm -hmm. I think it's a bit of both uh, uh, my family has always been involved in the community my dad used to pastor at a Chinese church like we've always been in like different di in a part of different races like around different communities and cultural backgrounds so it was just there for me but then I also found other races 
attractive. Asian races, attractive. White, Indian, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) But it was more about personality for me. And so whatever I got around me, I'm a tech. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's a combination for me of the folks who I was around in that point in my life when I started to develop crushes or feelings for people because of the school that I started to go to in primary school I was actually talking about this with another friend of mine like how I orchestrated this whole movie style let's bump into each other so I could kiss you kind of style but it was with this white little boy um, and it was really, really weird because we didn't actually fall in love like the movie said so the movies lie like the movies are fake um but I feel like the, at that point and then also there's a part of me that feels like my own experiences with black men in my life especially in my family not that I'm like I'll never date a black man because you know my whoever was not a really good person or I just don't like those attributes but somehow I feel like there's something that plays in between the two of them there and I still don't know what it is um but yeah, I don't know. I just find everyone attractive. And I feel like, yeah, I don't know, actually. That's a really good question. Hmm. Who I was surrounded with, I think from us moving and living in Europe and we're like, everyone's blonde, blue eyes. And then like moving to Saskatchewan, it's like, okay. Like we never really were around our own race enough for us to even like have that as an option like later on when we were living in Saskatchewan like more black people were in there but it was kind of like oh you're black he's black why don't you all date but it was like we don't even like each other like things like that would happen and so that was always annoying so I think in some ways I started to resent it because people were pushing me to date black even though I was never like even interested not that I didn't find them attractive but because it became such a push it irritated me even more to be like kind of this like rebellion side of me is like let me just date white then um but I always found like a lot of races just attractive so I think for me it was kind of that was just presented so it was just an easier option because they were there um but it wasn't kind of like I just did it just to do it it was just kind of there so yeah Hmm. I I concur a little bit with Belessa like there's there was that little like I don't have a very good at all it's non-existent relationship with my father and like growing up here he was like the model or only black man that was like in my life so I was like ooh, there's something there that's like of course I have to go to therapy and actually work through this like I know that but like there's like very deep-seated layers of like I just don't know if I want to get into that you know what I mean and like I feel like in my head the Olympics of interracial dating far it's far easier than dealing with like going to therapy and why deal with that so like I'll take that I'll take the you know and I think because both of my sisters are in partnership with uh, white males so I've seen kind of the work that's been done work work like it's like a (laughs) but kind of like you're one of my sisters is uh, in partnership with an Irish man. Like he was in a village, Ireland. Like he, the, like fully had to like go. This is being a black woman, and like this is like why this is important to me, and why this is like makes me angry, or like the stuff that you don't see, I see. Like the way that people look at us. Like and then you know slowly it's like oh he's been like oh I see it now, and like very much on board, very much like for the cause and everything. But still, I feel like. I'll take the Olympics. I, I'm I'm a gymnast. I can I can do it. I can, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense. I get. I completely understand that. I think for me, I think that's why it was a, more of a rebellion than it was like there was another issue for me to want to go that side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I can I understand that perspective because I think for us because we were all dating interracially for so long. I think my parents were kind of like, okay, they're just gonna end up with like interracial relationship and somehow that did not happen um and so I wonder if that was just like a little bit of that too it's just like whatever was familiar with us we stuck to it wasn't even like there was like more of a deeper rooted issue so that makes sense that you would say that I think also living in certain places it was kind of like that stereotype was pushed on us so either being a black woman or being a black man and so it's kind of like well I don't want to date the stereotype black man so you kind of push away that narrative of like I'm not going to do this then like I might as well do that because it's kind of like there were some of these things that were pushed into us of like dating white is like 
being better or you know what I mean you'll you'll succeed more in life or you won't have as many issues or you know but then as we know as we're doing this podcast that's not the truth like so (laughs) we'll definitely dive into that issue yeah I definitely wonder and I think I saw this on somebody's Instagram post and they were asking about family members who are white if that gives you an advantage and I wonder for folks who've been in interracial relationships if you've noticed the different advantages slash or disadvantages that you get as you're dating the different types of folks. So for me, I've only dated uh, white folks um, outside of my race. So I don't know what the other advantages or disadvantages would be with another uh, folks from uh, a different race. But I feel like there's been instances at restaurants here specifically where people will either address just him or they will either address just me, but it's always very like clear and it's really there's an undertone there that's like, I have another, I have another agenda here. And so I'm going to prove it to you right then and there. Like nobody's had the audacity yet to be all up and like touching him because I will punch him. Okay. Okay. So don't even try. But you know what I mean? Like there's always, there's always this kind of weirdness. And Al, you're right. I've had to, in the beginning, say to Sam, like, hey, yo, like, did you, do you not see these things that I'm seeing? Like people are looking at us oh, in there. Like, you know, people are doing this trade. And he's like, oh, really? And I'm like, Papa, it's time to wake up. Take away the blinders because this is a wild situation. And now that I've pointed a lot of it out, he's like, he starts to point stuff out that I've stopped seeing. And I'm like, yeah. So I forgot what my previous question was, but oh yeah, the advantages or the disadvantages. What have you noticed? In terms of, the thing is with my family and our background, nobody has really dated outside our, our race. Um, since we are first generation, so my parents came here 33 years ago. Um, my, the rest of my family lives in the States or Kenya. And of course, they're surrounded by people of color, people of their culture. So I was really the first one to, you know, walk so my family could run uh updating outside of our race (laughs) and so when I was dating a Korean man oh that was that was like big that was wild for everybody else and uh I definitely got some comments some very racially insensitive comments but they were comments nonetheless um I would say what was the question again? Now I forgot. Advantages and disadvantages of dating outside your race, right? And both, like vice versa. I would say the advantages. I definitely learned a lot about Asian cuisine. I love food. I'm a foodie now because of that man. But <laughs> but I wouldn't say disadvantages is just getting the comments, getting the stares um even with my other relationships I've I've actually have gotten comments from people of my race saying I shouldn't be with that person and that surprisingly it was really surprising when I got that that message like it was like a cd like facebook message I remember talking to you about it Natasia and I was like shocked that this man had the audacity to be like you beautiful queen why are you with this man blah 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 and I'm like I met you like twice. How dare you come here and try to talk about my relationship? You know, so I just, the disadvantages would be getting the comments that other relationships wouldn't get. Yeah, I feel that because there's even the sense of entitlement, at least in South Africa. So I was also in an interracial relationship in South Africa and we would get all sorts of comments. We got people who wanted to fight us for being in an interracial relationship. We had people who wanted to take me away and beat him up. We had people spit in our direction. We've had people like glorify it. Like, oh my goodness, what you're doing is so amazing. Save the world, save the planet. And I'm like, Honestly, I couldn't be bothered if you like it or you hate it. What bothers me is that you feel the need to say it to me. I yes. don't give a shit. Like, and, and and even if you are the same single guy over here and there was this single guy over here, who says I'd be interested in you? Who says I'm <laughs> you? 
who says I want you I'm not checking for you boo boo okay I'm not checking for you so stop trying to come out here and be like oh but you should be dating some who are, who are you who are you so did I ask for this information <laughs> I didn't ask for anything so it's really annoying but um what was the question that I was gonna ask <laughs> <laughs> you know what I I have a question for you Abby sorry yes I want to go back to you having dated a Korean man how old were you was it like when your earlier relationships or like yes. okay so that's why I was asking because sometimes when you're like in young adult baby babyhood adult you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you know like do you did you both like recognize how I wouldn't say it's like bold or like life earth shattering that like you being together but, like did you have those conversations in your relationship about like you being black and him being korean and like how what that would look like and how you would navigate through the world like did that ever come up no conversations like that even though we dated for four years um conversations like that really didn't come up conversations would come up when we would get comments mm-hmm. or some of his friends or people that he know would say some stuff about me or his family would and those conversations we would have but I was still I think I was still processing how to understand and navigate that so I wasn't able to lead those discussions whereas now it's very different mm-hmm. yeah and then I guess then you learned and took that to your next relationship. We're like, exactly. nah, 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 we're going to do this differently. Yeah, we're going to talk about these issues that we need to talk about because we won't be able to get anywhere um, successfully if we don't. Mm-hmm. Because they're very real and important issues for me. And um, like when we would have children in the future, these are going to be issues for them. Right? Mm-hmm. So... What do you feel like the the family dynamics were for any relationship that you were in interracially um, in terms of acceptance? Like you said, you got comments because I feel like that to me was the biggest thing was the families because they either overdid it in loving you and accepting you and like buying you gifts and like, yeah, we did this with African friends or they were like silent <laughs> of like, we just are accepting this as what it is you know so what was your experience and what did you kind of learn in that um well most of my relationships um I I was very accepted by the family as the girlfriend maybe not as the future wife but as the girlfriend they would still you know um feed me and welcome me into their home buy me birthday gifts and stuff like that even ask for some help but it wasn't, it was always a little bit distant in a way. There's also the language barrier. So mm-hmm. sometimes you know that, you know, they're maybe saying some other things maybe behind your back and, um, but you know how they really feel type of thing. I'm not sure if I'm explaining that right, but yeah, that's kind of what, yeah. I felt that too. I feel like there is a level of acceptance. I think for me, it was less dramatic for the me being accepted into their family, way more dramatic than being accepted into my family, like had the polar opposites. I either had family members who were like, you know, changing up their English. Okay. Now they're coming in with the Queen's English. Okay. The quan quan quans, you know what I mean? Out here enunciating when like, when did you enunciate in your life? Where is this bombastic language coming from? What is happening? And then you also had the other end where people would refuse to speak in English or a language that they could understand. And so there was also kind of that, you know, competition and maybe not even necessarily to speak behind their back, but just to point out the difficulty, like to, you know, keep kind of bringing up these differences. And like, you know, at some points when my ex would come over to my family's house and like help out, it was very surprising at how the bare minimum was like, glorified like oh my goodness he's so helpful oh he just took his plate to the kitchen like yeah he's a human I expect for him to do the exact same shit that you expect from me like there's no clapping for that and I think it was really interesting to see all different levels of my family members 
trying to navigate what that would look like because once again I was also out here breaking the mold so people can run and swim and dive and do backstrokes you know what I mean gymnastics so we're out here carrying the world on our shoulders Abby we're out here yeah I'm dead um but yeah no it was really really wild even to this day I remember one story we were at like a family Christmas or whatever. And he came over and we went to my um, aunt's place and the whole family was there. And my uncle was like, so excited. He bought him a bottle of Jägermeister, okay? And he calls me to the kitchen and he's like, hey, 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 Bali, come here, come here. And I'm like, what? And he's like, here's this bottle I bought it for him. You know, you must give it to him. And so I call him into the kitchen and there's the bottle of Jägermeister. First of all, my uncle wanted us to do the whole bottle in shots at one go. And then secondly, he wouldn't allow him to share it with anybody. So if he saw anybody else holding the bottle or drinking the Jägermeister, he would like get absolutely pissed because he's like, no, this gift is for you, only for you. You must enjoy this on your own. And I'm just like, that's so weird because that's never happened with any of my other uh sisters or siblings partners who are not white because in South Africa there's only black and white people and then the Asian people kind of keep to themselves I don't I've never really had any friends or exposure to folks like that in South Africa so it was like you're black or white or you're uh colored in the middle but yeah it's just really really weird how people act once they know that a white person is coming into your life like that it's Sometimes it was frightening. It's like, y'all are just strange as fuck. <laughs> I never really had that experience in terms of that side of my family. My family is just very accepting. Um, I think because we so much dated white that when we stopped, it was more of a like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually the opposite way. So I think that that is funny because I did see how they were like, oh, okay, so this changing. We're all like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. And I don't even know we all had this like switch at some point in our lives and it wasn't out of like anger or like whatever. We're just like, I think we're just like, feels more comfortable this way. And, and like now hearing your perspectives, I wonder if that was because of seeing my parents and being more comfortable around that. I think like, because we, that was our environment. I think that switch came where we're like, oh, this is actually what we do want. Um, but it was never, I don't know, it was weird, but I think for me, my experience in interracial relationship with the other side of the family, I think they overdid it. And I sometimes wonder if, if it was the same thing as you, Palessa, but in the other way for me as being an African woman, I don't know if they would have done the same if I wasn't African. Because I feel like there's this kind of like cultural acceptance mm -hmm. of Africa and you know what I mean? And like, we've been to Africa or my friend's been to Africa. Um, and I noticed like sometimes like, parents, they would like show they're like, oh, like she, he's dating an African girl. Like it was never, she's dating a black girl. It was always yes, an African girl because it, it kind of brings this all like exotic and like she's gonna bring culture to the family and our kids will be African and you know what I mean? But I don't know if I was any other, like anything else, they would have accepted that. And I, and I do notice that like even like cultural wear, like sometimes like I would just wear head wraps and it was just like, like those kind of things they like loved and overdid. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think that that's just very interesting because I also thought about that too. I don't think that they would have been as accepting because I would hear them at dinner talks talk about other races like they were not even human beings. But when it came to me, it's like they were tiptoeing around it to make sure I was accepted. But I'm like, but you just talked about the Aboriginal culture mm -hmm. like you weren't even you know like accepted in the world so uh, there was those kind of things of like oh we'll overdo it for you but we can talk trash about everybody else that we don't accept as a culture oh so i don't know it was interesting people to be showing their ass i was just thinking that i was like they're showing you their ass like you are you have critical thinking you're an intelligent person you know that they <laughs> that just because you're there they're not trying to make you feel accepted they're trying to make you feel comfortable Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because shootings, it was the same thing that happened. And I remember like during that time, there was like a lot of shootings happening. And at the dinner table, like, it's just so sad what's happening in America and these shootings. And I was like, We do not talk about this at family dinner. And like, and so I was confused. And so he was like driving me home and he was just like, My mom has never said that. I don't know where that came from. Like, she was just definitely overdoing. It. And I was like, You think? Like, 
what would you want me to say? We're not going to have this conversation. <laughs> like, and it's sad. It's sad what's happening. Sad. Like, you know what's sad? Is that you have a fucking paper cut. Do you know what's sad? Okay. Is that you maybe just like, you know, nicked yourself a little bit. That shit is sad. The movie is sad. Okay. That shit is traumatizing. It's not sad. Don't come at me. It's so sad. I'll punch you. <laughs> Don't punch me. Uh, segue to that. I don't know what's happening today. And I'm only drinking water as well. Maybe I should start drinking coffee again. Um, there is this idea with the Black love rhetoric, right? So like Black love. And, you know, if you're not in a relationship with another Black person, then you don't really are not for Black love or you're not for Black people. Or you're not for the Black community. And it's really isolating. I get I get what the essence of it is. I feel like though it's very limiting to be like, well, you know, if you are only reproducing with black people, then that's how you're keeping that alive. Whereas there's no other way that you can participate within the black community unless you're with another uh, person who's a, 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 a black person. But I don't know, I felt like bringing that up because that's something that was coming up for me as we were talking about how dramatic our families are meeting our other partners. I noticed with my family is like my other siblings have only dated uh, other black folks back home and they get, they must jump through the fire hoops, okay? They have expectations to kingdom come for them, right? And so for me, it was always like, oh, that's so weird that you don't ask my partner these questions, but you're gonna interrogate this person in this way. And then also moving here, it's like, oh, but are you really for black people? Are you all about black love? And I'm like, can I not be for the black community without having to have a black person in my bed? Like, is that weird? Am I expecting too much? Or am I being delusional and being like tricking myself? I don't know. That's how, I don't know. So please. I mean, I, as this movement has like increased and me being single and having my sisters be in partnerships with white people, they're like, Elle, you're the last sister. Like you need to go and get a black person. You need to get a black man. And like, so, so I'm like, okay, so this is a lot of pressure, like for what and for why. So I think that there is this like complex about keep, not keeping the family structure black, but like seeing what's happening in the world and like trying to uplift our own community in a way that's very tangible. But I do think it's very isolating. Ah, it's not even just isolating. It just is so diminishing into like the, the point of like love and like creating a family or creating um, a, a structure that is based not on race, but based on like how you feel about the person, like their personality and that kind of thing. Um, I want to go back to what you said because it struck something. Whenever I come to this podcast, I feel like it's therapy because my dad was actually so insistent. I, didn't, I just remember this. He was so insistent that I was going to marry a black man. And so it was the rebellion thing. And the times I kept saying rebellion, I'm like, why is this coming up? Why is this feeling coming up? Is that too? I'm like, I don't want to, like, I don't like my father. So he's telling me to marry a black man. Nope, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> so I think that's also where it comes from. But like him being an African man, being like, I want to show that I came from Kenya, came here, and my daughters are are also marrying Black. It's like the perception thing, too. Yeah. The Black love thing is really incredibly hard because I, I like it's like that's a, I understand because it is that kind of, you can't be Black enough if you're dating white. And I, I don't believe that because being an interracial, I saw that I didn't do that. But at the same time, I also see why it came up because they were told not to marry each other. And so a lot of people are like, we need to start actually getting married because really the percentage of black people getting married in America, for example, is only 20%. And that's incredibly low. So I know where that movement came from. And I think that so many people are like, we're for the cause and we need to like do this, this, and this because we need to regain actually having family structures and marriages and whatever partnerships people wanna do. Um, so I get where that's coming from. And I think sometimes in people's kind of like, activism it's like they forget like people have emotions people have experiences in this time like we said we grew up in areas like what if we were all about black love and we only grew up around white people where's we're gonna find this black love so I feel like there has to be both perspectives to be like listen like it has to be both it can't just be one you know so I get that completely and Abby and I talk about that too because she struggled with that for a little bit
Yeah, definitely. Going back to what Elle said, my, my family also were like, you're going to be the one that marries the African. You, you, you're going to be the one that marries the African. Your brother, your sister, not so much, but you. So I definitely had that pressure. And then here I am dating an Asian man, a white man. <laughs> like, not an African, but like you said, Natasia, where we lived in white suburbia. Where are these black men? Where are you? <laughs> it's too late now, but <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of my life. Yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's weird. It's 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 a very and I and I completely understand that and I think that there's definitely a basis for that Natasha like what you were saying I just think that the 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 lens has to be so much bigger than that because there's more than one way to pour into that black community as well and you don't want to isolate you know other folks <clears throat> and I'm not talking about non-black folks you don't want to isolate other black folks that are not in just black relationships. Um, or partnerships or whatever it is that folks are doing. Because uh, I know there's also the, um, what do they call them? Um, it's like co-parenting, but you're not actually with your the person who you're parenting with, but you're just agreeing to parent with, they have a specific name for it. Is it a person? No, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a name of, I guess like a category of partnership or relationship with each other where you're basically like raising the kid together but you have other partners but you live together with the kid oh yeah um yeah some of those celebrities do I, I don't remember I didn't realize there was a name for it yeah there's a name or at least I've just recently heard about that name but um you know I feel like that's also could be very different and there's also kids who are mixed like that's also my thing that I think about is like well then what happens to the folks who are biracial right what happens to them are they are they you know as a as, as a byproduct of that like I don't know it's very very complex and I feel like when people just write it off and be like oh well then you can't really be for black people it's like are you for black people because you don't seem like you're here for your brain I don't I don't get it sorry y'all today is just a day where I'm combative it's just gonna <laughs> the nonsense is getting to me well, because we had Courtney right on the last episode and I think that like her experience kind of showcased that where she was stuck in that middle ground of not being black enough and not being white enough and and she didn't know where to be and it's kind mm -hmm. of like we don't make spaces for that uh for people to experience that um because it's like if they're byproducts of an interracial relationship we shouldn't have to put them in a position where they still have to pick and choose and be in a box yeah um, so much of us already as black people were being put in a box so why can't we open that lens like you said to make it so it's bigger and actually showcase our diversity as black people instead of limiting us so i get that completely mm -hmm. um but yeah interracial relationships i think it, are challenging in like a lot of ways i think um you grow and you learn a lot about yourself in how you interact, uh, how you respond <laughs> to people, like you said, uh, and also how you respond to your partner, like in the moments of how much grace do you give in a situation? How much do you not? And how much, you know, like, let me have the space. Like, do I let you grow in this area or do I actually really call you out and be like, listen, this is not okay. And this is never up for a discussion. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that sometimes those discussions can be challenging and so Abby did you ever have a time where you felt like okay I'm going to give him grace in this area or like I we're stepping out of this or like were there ever blow-ups fights I, I definitely feel in my past relationships I gave a lot of grace but then it was also a lot of maybe ignorance on my part of not knowing how to or just like uh, unknown I didn't know how to navigate those conversations or to ask those questions um, whereas now in my relationship, I am asking those questions. I am stopping the conversation and being like, hold up. You get why this is wrong, right? You, you understand that is, it's not okay. So I, um, maybe I'm, yes, I'm more aware and I'm more willing to have those conversations because if they don't happen, I will feel uncomfortable. The relationship will just get muddled. And I just, it's, there's no clarity in that and how I feel. 
So those conversations are definitely very important. You need to, for me, I need to say them out loud and, and address them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Yeah. Do you feel like, so there's something else that came into my head and I'm like, mm, controversial maybe, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Cause you know, that's the day that we're having. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the times, you know, when I think about all the interracial relationships that I've been in, or even the different types of folks that I've been with in general, um, you know, in my time when I was out here, <laughs> um, is this idea of finding belonging and similarities and like being able to feel like you're understood, even though there's nobody who's going to understand you 100% because they're not living in your skin, they're not living in your body. But I do find like sometimes as an example, um, I want to tell Sam some jokes but the jokes are in my language and there's no like, there's no, English is just dry. It just like sucks the life out of the joke. And I'm like, it doesn't even make sense to you if I say it in English. So, you know, forget about it. And, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish there was a, a way that I could like jump in his head and like, ziggy, 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 you know, just mix it up so he can understand. But I find that for me sometimes, it's not a challenge, but every time it comes up, I'm just like, that's the one thing that's like a a sacrifice to say just like cool that's just not something that's going to be part of our relationship that's fine or sometimes it might be you know being able to um play specific music and there's just like they're not really getting it like it doesn't have that you know that like I know what this is this is a time we can live together because it's so opposite and so different I wonder if any of you have had those and what of that has kind of come up for you folks I feel like some of the men that I did date, like they overdid it with their hip hop, for example. Like, it's just like, do you really listen to him? Like, really, are you picking me up blasting this? Like, I just sometimes was like, I just don't think you know. Or they were trying to be like, I know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you though? Like, so sometimes it was that. And like, they were overdoing it to kind of do that. Um, And then I don't know, like, I kind of think it's funny that you say that because I also find sometimes in my relationship, I'm like, this is Afrobeats and like, he's not white. So I mean, like, I just sometimes I feel like culturally difference in general, like not even race can even be there. And I think sometimes that's where like that lens need to be open because it's like, we can still experience it in our like same like race relationships. And, but yeah, like, I think that it was more like, like what you said, the music or like language or like, okay, culturally you need to do this. And be like, why? I don't need that. That's not my culture. It's like, if you're with me, it's your culture. Like (laughs) it's our culture. It's like, it's yeah, exactly. It's just we, (laughs) not a like you relationship. Figure it out. Like, (laughs) but yeah Abby what about you I'm trying to think of of stuff but it's not coming well like when you're talking about like it's we it's not it's not I that I don't know is that culturally because in our culture is like we definitely do it as a community as a family we help each other out we do this we so that in my relationship, I've definitely seen some culturally, it's like, mm, I don't know if we'll ever, like how we both, like in my relationship, we've definitely both given in that. So he understands, yes, as a family, we're gonna help out. Everybody pays for a little bit of something and we all come together and do this. It's not just singular. Um, but then I also think, yeah, the Western culture is a very, singular type of culture people survive for themselves do things for themselves whereas the African culture is you have a community coming together to whether it's to help for somebody's medical bills back home or you know um, help with somebody who's in the hospital here so you cook them meals or you you take care of their children you know do their grocery sh- shopping um, but yeah I've definitely seen that in my relationship the singularity and the community. Yeah. I don't know. How about for you ladies? Mm-hmm. Al, what about you? These situationships don't, lo- no, I-, I have nothing to contribute, so. 
no in your situationship being like even if this is temporary no. this could be something that's like a, oh i really want to be telling you this tea but you can't no. even you don't even have the no. cup for it no, no no because a lot of the times with the pre hot girl summer l she was making sure that like people were on board for like Black Lives Matter for like all this different stuff. So like already from the jump, there was like, um, there was a, a common ground of like community care, like like similar values. So I didn't really feel like I needed to like have more of those conversations. And then it just like it fizzled out. So I never got to be like, mm, way down the law. So I'll, I'll keep you posted. I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> well, no, I get that though, because like, for example, I think, like we were talking about like popping up in each other's houses like abby will come over and like go in my cupboards and just eat whatever and i'll just be like all right like you know what i mean like that feeling yeah you're an interracial relationship and especially with i more noticed with like white culture more than anything was like you come in super proper like it's not this like who's in the house yeah like even if it were like i'm part of your family now it still was never this like i feel comfortable to just do whatever in your house yeah. was like any of my like black friends or african friends come in just like do whatever like this is their home you know so like I think that that was kind of the difference because I even noticed like and I think because I already knew growing up in a lot of white culture to do those things but like that switching definitely happens where you like go in the house you're like okay like family dinners are like proper and it, it's mm. a family dinner like you know like if we go to our family dinners it's like dinner is supposed to be at six but it's at eight and people are still yeah. cooking. this person's mm-hmm. trying to get the person in the kitchen like uh-huh. I mean, he's like, what? Like, can we just start this dinner, you know? But like, you go to the other side and I noticed that that was like a significant difference of like, it's more like structured. And that was kind of like a really hard thing for me because I showed up so many times late to family dinners and he was furious, like furious. And I was just like, you know, like, so that took like a lot of getting used to for me too, because I was just like, okay, so this is like a thing. Like you eat at five, like every (laughs) So early. Like, I'm done at 4 30. Like, I was just like, what? Like, it was just like a really hard concept for me to eat at five. Like, I really like, and then I barely would eat because I'm not hungry till like seven. So it was like those things were really challenging, I found. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I definitely have to say, though, like in my current relationship, he's molded very well into the African timing. I don't know. I so I feel very grateful that I have a man who's going to be like well what time does it actually start okay I'll be there two hours later you know (laughs) and he understand that or he'll go early and then he's helping with cleanup or setting up and stuff like that so definitely very blessed in my relationship now and um maybe I sussed things out before I (laughs) I sussed him I'm like yeah I think he'll do well he'll do well he can come he can come through so Good. And he has also uh, been in a lot of interracial relationships too. So he's he knows how to, he, he, he understands that every culture is different and he sits and listens and, you know, and he's definitely a family man too. So taking that time to sit and be a part of my family and listen and interact without like hiding away, shying away is also really great. Yeah. I remember like when you were in China and like you because you weren't here and we, yeah. why we were meeting we were meeting for something or I don't remember um oh no you were there anyways actually don't remember, excuse me anyways so he was there and he was just like sitting there patiently listening like look at the food he'd ask questions and like talk with everyone like their family like he was just like just so chill and safe like laid back and just like you know like enjoyed the environment and like your family was just like oh yeah this is our son and like you know like just super just chill and I, I really appreciate that because he wasn't like in there trying to like make himself known in a room yeah he already knows he's known in a room when it's like all these Africans, you know what I mean? And, and then there's him. And so it was just like, I just really appreciate that because you really like, you can tell genuinely he was like, I really care for Abby. So this is why I'm doing this. And I think sometimes when people look into interracial relationships, like you really do need to be like, I'm for my partner mm-hmm. and this is why, because I love them so much, I'm going to do this. And I think for me and why my experiences were so terrible is that was never the case. It was like, I'm with you, so I can do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was never, I care for you, so I will go above and beyond 
for this situation. And because your family is important, I will do that. And so I think that that was why I was just like, oh, I think this is not for me. Cause like, it was just like consistently like just bad, like just bad yeah. on the board that I was like, nope, not doing it anymore. And it was just like, I'm done. And so I think that if maybe if my experience was different, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like for you, just talking about the code switching thing from their perspective, I want to ask you from your perspective, do you feel like there was ever, even if it was first meeting or whatever, where you, or even if it crossed your mind a little bit, not to really put up a facade or like a, 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 a fake version of yourself, but you know, almost that like other like code switch version of yourself. Did any of you feel like at some point that was something that you had to do? And then that wall was broken down when you met the family specifically, not with your partner. Cause I feel like that was something that I did at first. I was like, how are you going to accept me? How am I going to like, is, am I, am I loud? Am I, ver-? cause I'm very, very, okay. Competitive. Okay. Don't play with me. Okay, if you want my code switching to end, let's play a game because I will, I will, I will bury you. Okay, I will bury you. In Forever game. fighting this girl. So, <laughs> if I ever, so if I ever get in a fight, if I ever get in a fight, the person I'm calling up is Melissa first. Definitely, be down. Make sure I'm not in my meditation though, but call me up. um but yeah no I I wonder if if folks felt like they had to not had to but like whatever I definitely did yeah I think in the beginning because I was just like okay I'm just gonna do this so like they like me or you know what I mean like I don't want to make this an awkward situation as already is and like was the first person that like interracially that like they've ever had in their household and it was like in the middle of Abbotsford and nowhere like it was like serious like lived on you know what I mean like it was not like you know so it was just like I felt like I did that and I think as time progressed and we were getting more tumultuous I think I was just like I stopped caring like I was just like saying things that I shouldn't have said like I was just like you know showing up late like I was just like starting to rebel at that point but like I think that's when I I think when I started to see myself wither away I was like what am I doing this for and I have to I think evaluate why I was like you said, code switching. Like, why can't I actually fully be myself and fully be present um, in these moments? And if they can't accept that, I shouldn't be in a situation I'm not fully accepted, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that, like that with her other relationship, yeah. Yes, like my past relationship. I think back to what, how I started coming into this relationship and how I ended. It was definitely I was somebody who was like, yeah, let's get it, you know with my African attire. And then I slowly, I don't know how, but through that relationship, I slowly started myself, my, my, like, authentic, how do you say it? Authenticity. There we go. Um, was disappearing. And I was molding into somebody that he wanted that he, that I was, was able to be accepted in his community, uh, wearing like, pretty tight little not tight but like flowy skirts that I would never wear or or certain type of hair like always having my hair a certain way things like that and um so when I finally had the smarts to get out of that relationship it felt there was a huge weight lifted off of me and I could fully be myself right so yeah I definitely understand what you're saying Natasha in that way it's like it's the palatable like you're trying to become palatable yes and it's like it's not me and like long term this is a lie let's go let's, let, let me let me be truthful let me show you my ass for real so <laughs> yeah no it's true I noticed one thing too like in the same respect like I was fetishized um, either within the family, but also like with the person I was with of like, can you please like wear this head wrap? It was like, he was also rebelling against his family to be like, she's so different, except, you know what I mean? And so there was definitely moments where he would like ask me to do a certain thing, like wear this, like he was asking me to actually be like more African. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a weird other side of the fetish. and. like super weird and or like you should say this at family dinner it's like why are your game in the situation so I think that that was like also interesting for me because I was like 
ew, are they all like this? Like, I was just literally confused. I'm like, what? Yeah. That is wild. That is wild. I haven't had that experience, and I can for sure, obviously, with your experience, but <clears throat> it sounds very likely. How, even if that wasn't, like, a, a, a anecdotal piece, that sounds highly likely because of how much the opposite side happens the other side is definitely going to happen as well I feel like um there's a lot to there's a lot of nuance in an interracial relationship and I think that even now with what has been I feel like every time we say this is like what's happened with BLM but it's not like just happened for us but it's like just happened for everybody else so when I say just that's who I'm talking about so for the people who it's just happened for you know even with that and then you know now as well with what's happening um with the residential schools and the and just like everything that's happening in Canada and Vancouver uh, or so-called Vancouver Turtle Island I would expand it to actually um and also then dating a white person, like I always, there's, there's this, it's not an added layer of tension, but I'm always just so curious to seek and really look at my why and my intention again behind being in this relationship, but also staying in the relationship and knowing again what I'm continuously perpetually signing up for. Because I feel like as we head more and more into this decolonial framework, that is such a very big piece for people who are dating, in my opinion, white folks. is like, how do you work in between those worlds where, you know, there's liberation here, but there's also this person who is in this skin. They might not be you know, explicitly doing these actions and they might be open and loving in your relationship and all that stuff, right? But then we're all part of the larger system. And I'm always just asking myself, like, like trying to make sure that I can catch myself again. Like, where am I coming from? Where's the foundation? Where's the foundation? And just making sure that I haven't deviated off of it and I'm living vicariously through other means, which I haven't yet. So that's awesome. My relationship is great. (laughs) But like, that's the reason why from the jump, I was asking these men what they're, because just in case it turns something like for real, long lasting, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one who's teaching you very basic 101, indigenous land rights, uh, you know, black lives matter. Like, I, I can't, I can't be that person. Mm-hmm. It's hard though, because sometimes they can just say the right thing. Yeah, exactly. A lot of men that I dated and, and they tried to Oh, 100%. And then later on, you find out the little weird things they would like actually believe. And you're like, okay, so you actually don't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's That's nice to know. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> the end of the there day. Hope. <laughs> yeah, there is hope. There is hope. <laughs> They're out there, Al. I swear. <laughs> okay. You'll find one. I think like you need to know a person's values and what they really believe. That's really going to show who that person is because exactly. if they value human life or, you know, human dignity and things like that, that is going to sh- like come out of their respect for other people. But if they're just like, yeah, I believe in Black Lives Matter because, you know, I saw this thing and like, you know, of course killing is bad. It's like, okay. But when it comes, push comes to shove, when I'm walking beside you, are you going to say something? You know what I mean? Like that is the actual like values that matter. Yeah. Or when there's a blockade and you're stuck in traffic, it's that sleight of hand, like, oh, can this be over already? Just like those slight things that come out. And I feel like that's why I was saying like explicitly, you can't necessarily see it. And even sometimes it's not something that is harmful in terms of like the level of the belief. I think it's still that unlearning and that, you know, conditioning is like, like once again when do you give grace but how do you give that grace and how do you know that like oh this is not just the tip of the iceberg versus like oh we're just scraping the bottom and it's just those last few things like that's a really fine line and it's a really big juggle and I don't think that in the I mean I'm going to say groups like I'm out here meeting with interracial you know couple women like we are the wives (laughs) there's no group that I've seen or that I know about but with folks who've dated interracially when I've talked to them there's so many different conversations and different dynamics that the public doesn't know about whether it's you know from them not experiencing it in their interracial relationship or just not being in interracial relationships at all how do you think abby are some of the ways or even just one way where we can demystify this idea about interracial relationships (laughs) 
I think maybe just being out there, being seen. And for those people that do have questions, answering them with grace. I know right now we, uh, personally me, I'm tired of asking, oh, where are you really from? And all those unseated questions. But I think, uh, I don't know, just to have that grace and be willing to put yourselves out there. As the couple or like the information about the couple and not like the tea. Like, I don't want to you talking about- an interracial couple to be like, so we have breakfast together. We hold pinkies. Together. I don't give a shit. I'm talking about like real concrete, like logistical, like um, even even all the things that we're talking about now. And I think being out there is part of it. But to even your family who knows that you're in an interracial relationship. There's a lot of things that when people say, oh, it's the Olympics, they're not really thinking about what that means to be in an interracial relationship like that. Like the challenges you have with like their family and maybe saying some of those off comments, right? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Like, are you asking like, how do we navigate to with that or... Are you wanting me to explain like what cha- those challenges are? The other one, how do we navigate through it? But also how do we bring up like what the challenges are without having to be like um, holding people hostage to know all about our relationships and being like interracial relationships are on a different level because you know, now you must pay attention. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, I've seen a lot of people in interracial relationships. I've only dated white people. I haven't dated other folks. And it's not like I sit every day and think, oh, what's that interracial relationship like? But when it really comes down to having these conversations on panels that I've watched, people know about what an interracial relationship actually is and not what it takes, but like what it is and what it means other than just your skin and the other person's skin are different accepting other people's cultures in certain way and being receptive to that Mm -hmm. I would say being receptive to learning and listening right and that's definitely what I had to do and also sometimes you're gonna have to be teaching Mm -hmm. those said family members that maybe don't understand the value between why uh, black lives matter and why why it's important to 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 be aware of what's going on in the world and stuff like that mm-hmm. I would just say that mm-hmm. yeah what about you ladies yeah I think that like un, like I think it comes back to like that conscious and unconscious bias right and I think what is both of like what is mine what is theirs what is all of us collectively and I think that that's kind of like something I'm trying to learn of like what is that for me mm-hmm. um yeah it's been interesting and I think I've seen both sides now. And I think it's actually interesting hearing both comments on both sides. Cause like, there's either the like, oh, that's so lovely you're dating someone out of your race and like, blah, 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 this is great. Or they're like, why would you date someone out of your race? And then now like being with someone who is black, it's like, black love is so amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then like, it, it's just like, it's interesting. I feel like that you're always gonna have comments. And I think like how we react in those like situations is really important because there is, it is really our bias. And what is that, what does that bias look like? And I think sometimes like I struggle with that too, of like, okay, what is my bias and what's my unconscious bias? Like what are things I can work on or change? And like, how do I, like, for example, like how you said it's isolating. A lot of people have told me that in Vancouver, it is isolating to be in interracial relationships. Um, and like my friends that have been because they don't feel as accepted in the black community for that and or like can I bring my partner to this black event like you know what I mean those are conversations they really struggle with um and then some of them are like I actually don't want to bring him because I want to have my own black experience you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like it's that like weird tension and I think I see that struggle within my friends and I and I, I feel for them because I get that completely and I think that's where it's like where do we create space for both that's really good yeah I I I would uh concur and agree with the unconscious bias. I think it's unlearning too for myself because I have a whole bunch of assumptions that I make about people. My like mantra right now is that people are trash and garbage until they prove otherwise to me. <laughs> and like it's a really great way to like 
pessimistically navigate the world, but then you kind of put people in a box and you don't really get to know their heart as well as you as well as you should be able to because I'm already like on the defense so like I'm I'm blessed I'm ready to fight like come at me bro show me your ass and I can you know so it's like unlearning those assumptions that I'm putting on people that like they don't have they don't they're not holding those they're they've done the work they're they're unlearning they're actually at some points ahead of you in, in terms of like unlearning certain things so it's like just being compassionately um graceful kind of like Abby what you were saying too like inner work I think inner work yeah. inner work and then <laughs> continuing to have these conversations with people who are in interracial relationships I think um give not a platform but like just honestly having I feel like so much of what we're reckoning with like currently is because we have not been good at having conversations where it comes to like purity culture but like all every single thing we're just kind of like thinking about it internally with ourselves, but not actually discussing with other friends or with strangers or with, you know, people who could provide a lot of insight. So I think it's just the inner, inner work and then the conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with everyone. And I think it's, you know, for me, a matter of even within your interracial relationship, have these questions, like talk about being in your interracial relationship. I think Abby, it was something that you mentioned in your previous relationships, which the same in my previous relationships, I didn't talk about, we didn't talk about race because we didn't want it to be what glued us together. But we also, for me personally, I also didn't want it to be something that would tear us apart because I also had another like genuine want for the person and love for the person and stuff like that so it was really interesting when I got into this relationship because of how the old one ended I'm sorry y'all um because of how the old one ended I'm really combative today I don't know what is happening y'all have to forgive me this episode is all over the place um listen like yeah you know like don't watch around children yeah for real we like have these like little like young cousins being like mom what does that mean <laughs> do your young cousins watch this how are they relating what are they relating to Dang. young cousins switch it off go play outside or something uh, um what was i saying how it ended Oh yeah, and that uh, now in 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 this relationship, I'm better able to not think that having the race conversation means that I want to call it quits. I feel mm -hmm. like there's some topics where sometimes it feels like, oh, if I do this, then it we're gonna end, but that there's actually room to express yourself and voice your concerns or your questions or have those answers and to actually give each other that grace to have that conversation and for somebody to bring it up. Like there's been so many conversations where from the way the questions are asked, it's an ultimatum question. Like it's a, would you choose me question, but buried in like random other things. And you're like, this question is unfair because you're saying, am I gonna choose me, my community, or am I gonna choose you and your community? Like, this is not a question because those are some questions that do come up. It's like in an apocalypse or like, you know, if there was another Tulsa, for example, would, and only black people were allowed, would you go and live with the black people? If we have a kid, who does the kid live with? The white or the black people? You know, like it's all these questions. And I feel like before I shied away from that, cause I was like, mm -mm, this is gonna end us. But now I'm like, let's see if it'll end us because it's, it's crucial to know. Cause the world is changing every day. There is a fire on water. Okay, the world is changing every day. So that's all I'm gonna say. Thank you for watching, Abby. Thank you for being a wonderful guest. Uh, I'm not gonna apologize for my anger because I'm out here, okay, rageful. Um, I love everyone who watches this. Thank you for accepting us the way that we are and keep having these conversations. It's been another episode of Girl You Know It. You can find us on Instagram at girl.youknowit. And yeah, see you next time one of these episodes come out. Cool. Bye. Bye. It was really awesome with Abby. A lot of, I noticed I was uh, having a lot come up for me as we were talking about this, which I didn't know would come up for me. So that's my takeaway is like some of these conversations are going to be triggering for me too. And to be okay to express it and arrive at the conversation in whichever way and to not walk away from this and judge myself. Um, but also, yeah, 
F-O's to the, all the lousy X's, okay? That's all I'm going to say. What were your ladies' takeaways? I think my main takeaway was just like being authentic to yourself as you show up in these interracial relationships and that you can't you can't anticipate what's going to happen you can't anticipate how they're going to respond how their families are going to be but like really as much as possible not making yourself small um showing up in your full self and if it works out and you know you're fully supported by your partner and you know luckily supported by their family great but also kind of having your boundaries and you know your deal breakers and going you know if this isn't for me then I'm okay walking away so long as I'm not like chipping away at myself I want to still recognize myself when I look back on this relationship you know so yeah yeah I think for me yeah I guess similar to you Plessa but also kind of also with you Elle I don't know I think learning to have those conversations so if you choose to be in that situation um make sure that you're having the truthful conversations because if you're not being truthful with yourself you're not being truthful in your relationship which makes you feel small and then it, it turns out into being a disaster and so I think anytime in any relationship and especially interracial relationship have those truthful conversations with yourself what do you truly want in this situation and where do you want to go and what do you both value because your values are what going to keep you together at the end of the day you have to both have the same values yeah that part that part so this has been another episode of girl you know it you can find us on instagram at girl you know it we'll be coming at you next time after uh somebody's something something celebration because we're still celebrating hey get it so uh see you folks then the next episode might be uh all over the place and more we might be here snoozing um or just talking very softly or something um but yeah thanks for listening and following along and having these conversations with the people in your lives too we really appreciate that and let us know if there's any wild conversations that you've had that you might want us to expand on as well but we love y'all till next time Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's always amazing to get an opportunity to chat with these lovely ladies. So if you're looking to follow us off of the podcast and you're looking to catch up with some of the content that we have, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube, all at Black Women Connect Vancouver. And we also have a website for you at blackwomenconnectvancouver.com which is where you can sign up for our mailing list and our newsletter so you can keep updated with our growth and all of the other events that we have planned for you. Catch you later. Bye.